0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network this show is brought to you in association with labbrooks for all your betting needs with a new site design and great prices it's our preferred bookie new members can get a free match bet up to 50 pounds when you sign up and use the code lad50 check on site for details at labbrooks.com And this is true, we love to do the things that we're not supposed to do We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging In fact, we'll take it seriously, we're only bugging (laughs)
1: Hello, my name's Mark Webster, this is the Whistleblowers, and of course, uh, you, I'm sure you lot out there have got your Whistleblowers Dream Team League all going already, you go to www.dots, uh, probably too many W's, but remove the ones you don't need, dreamteamfc.com, register a team and then join our mini-league entering the pin number 8394962, there are prizes throughout the season, I'm winning nothing, I'm not competition, but I'm there for you if you need me. Um, I've got two fellas in front of me, one who's a, a familiar voice to hear because he's been with us before, Mr Alan Algar has Return, hello. How
2: you doing,
1: Mark? Yeah, very well indeed, nice to see you. and and it's lovely to see you, and of course, we're going to find out quite where you are in your head with your manager, shortly. Um, uh, but <laughs> I but, thought you
2: meant my difficulty in actually getting here on uh, time. Oh no, you
1: did cobs that up yeah, massively, yeah. Twice, didn't you? Twice, twice. No, you, you went to two completely <laughs> different wrong parts. <laughs> hold on, hold on, it just occurs to me. You went to several wrong pubs. Yes. This is, this is like me saying to my wife on the way, oh, I really would have got here quicker, but I just uh, tripped over and fell into seven <laughs> separate
2: boozers. It's no. the way I walked in and people looked at me and then had to walk out sheepishly when I realised. You, you, you're one. comfortable
1: with the level, yeah. levels of idiocy that you yeah, introduced you Yeah, introduced oh, absolutely. To, to, to get absolutely. It, you got it out of your system. Definitely. That's the main thing. And the, the other gentleman across from me here who's going to speak with um, uh, an accent, which is which, which not many people are going to know from the area that he grew up in. And, it, and also, and also, pronounces his surname much more in the way that would come from the Isle of Dogs, Martin Gritton. Martin Gritton, Good evening, mate. I'd have gone Martin Gritton or Martin. <laughs> I'd have gone Martin Gritton. Especially down there because you are kind of Southwest
3: Peninsularish, aren't you? That's right. I've, yeah, I grew up in Cornwall. Believe it or
1: not, <laughs> it's <funny>, Amazing, <laughs> like a pole yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but Martin, the important thing is um, we haven't had. I, I think you may be our very first much-travelled striker.
3: Is that right? Is that is that the term now? I prefer that to the previous term. Well, all right, well, journeyman or once journeyman's left, a once classic. Left, yeah, but it's you know it's it's a bit tired itself, isn't
1: it? It is though. Yeah. How did it, walk us through, walk us through your career, remembering we'd probably do yeah. about half hour on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I have a large collection of 2 tracksuits, put it that way. And most, of the, most of the kit team, uh, most of the kit was made by people you've never heard of, put it that, <laughs> <laughs> so your macro and your ears, but no, I played for um, Plymouth Argyle for a few years, Torquay United, moved up north to the, uh, the marvellous Grimsby town, uh, Lincoln City, moved across to Manchester for Macclesfield, uh, Chesterfield, Stockport, various Times and and, and seen a lot on the way.
1: It's interesting watching your eyes. There, did you see how he's he's doing his football teams? As he's (laughs) he's walking himself around the country. (laughs) Was exactly right. Yeah, was it? Uh, did, did you finish early what, 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 How did it stop for you as a footballer
3: I think um, it, it kind of came to a natural end I, I think but when the contracts aren 't getting as good as they, they should be and you kind of, you, you, your head's elsewhere I think that 's the thing when you, when your head 's not as committed as it used to be, but also you 've got your one eye on on after football yeah. and um, and i think I think that was it for me some, some, for some players it 's in the blood and they'll they'll keep going and they'll keep working their way down the leagues. And don't don't get me wrong, I've I've, I've played non-league football and I've enjoyed it as well, but there's a certain amount of commitment and respect that you've got to give yourself and your teammates when you play at that level.
1: I I think the biggest problem, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, is that you're actually quite intelligent and that must have been a real drawback. (laughs) Because, of course, we'll find out what you do for a living in a moment's time. But before that, it's time now for Alga to unleash. I've not seen you since... um, since the transfer window closed and your manager Arsene Wenger didn't exactly uh, bolster the squad, and as we sit here and speak, not only is Danny Welbeck you know in uh, in casualty for three for three se- years now on the BBC Saturday night, that's when you'll see him, not ten thirty. <laughs> uh, but Jack Wilshere under the under the knife as well now. Um, I'm going to guess you're not a happy man.
2: It's. It's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, try, I try to be positive. Actually, I mean, on the the, the Arsenal podcast that we that we put together at the, the start of the season, the thing is, every, everyone turns up at the Emirates. We're say nine to two, backed into nine to two, four to one in places to win the Premier League. And we get off to an appalling start against West Ham. And Arsene Wenger's reaction was very much like, oh, oh dear, I didn't know it started this weekend. You know, it's started a bit early, hasn't it? I, God, believe, we're not I, believe, a... I
1: believe he'd use the phrase laissez-faire, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, yeah, you yeah. Know, he would, yeah. It was
2: very much like, oh God, yeah, it starts early <laughs> this year, doesn't it? Christ. Oh, well, you know, we've lost against West Ham. And then just stumbled into a tra- transfer window where uh, there are people that will defend Arsene Wenger To the hilt. And they actually got called Wenger Fundamentalists on our last uh, Arsenal podcast by by Boyd.
1: Nice. Um, I like it.
2: Because it doesn't matter what he does, they'll find an excuse for him. And in in these days with social media, they all stick together and they come out, they they obviously agree agree an excuse behind the scene. And so someone said last week, the Danny Welbeck thing, of course they wouldn't reveal that uh, he was injured because that meant... That anyone that we were going to buy a striker off would know and would have raised the price, We didn't buy a striker. <laughs> <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> they did actually buy a striker. So neither here I mean, nor there. Yeah. So it was absolutely neither here nor there. So a lot of their a lot of their uh, theories can get shot down in flames. But look, we we will. The, the league isn't good. At, uh, the league is not good enough for us to finish outside of the top four, and unfortunately, that's the benchmark he's been set by our owner. I'm so, so
1: pleased. Our old glasses are full over here. We've got—he's so excited that his mediocre football team will do all right because the league's no good.
2: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I just—I just think it's because the league's no good. And look, people are listening to this now and and say, "Well, you know, I support." People Plymouth. throw themselves I, under I, the
1: bloody train to this. Support, year this
2: hell. I support Plymouth. <laughs> I support Yeovil. I support. So- and they'll be saying, "Well, you know, what on earth are you moaning What's about?" What's your problem? Yeah, but. I will say this and I'll say this now I mean you know I obviously watch a hell of a lot of non-league football anyway yes. I, I've got great respect for that level but what what needs to happen at Arsenal and I'm sure the Chelsea guys will think this earlier especially the hardcore ones I wouldn't mind a couple of years in the doldrums just to sort out the kind of people that come along to the Emirates because we, we've inherited twenty thousand absolute muppets. Because the, the stadium capacity's gone up by twenty thousand from Highwood. They know nothing about this form success. They know nothing well. about this former success. They need they actually need a, year, a three or four years' support in a team that don't do too let well. Me, let me, let me, and we'll we'll sort the wheat from the chaff with a, a a real bad runner form.
1: Let me turn to Martin on this one here and the idea of supporter culling. Basically, going around <laughs> and removing every tenth idiot from the ground, possibly uh, death. It uh, seems to be Al's. I, I may might, I, I might be exaggerating for a feather. But what you have to do with Al, because uh, of course this is very much a thing, he's got a B and it's in his bonnet, um, is we outside of Arsenal fandom, I think we see very, very different light, don't we?
3: Yeah, I, I would, well, I certainly do. Yeah. And I can speak from my perspective. I think, um, you look at the Premier League as a, as a world of just absolute nutcase teams run in an insane way, <laughs> bolstered by unlimited funds, and you've got Wenger that's kind of, you know, from an outside perspective, maybe some sanity, maybe turning around and saying, "Well, we've got two international strikers. Let's give my chance to prove themselves." Arsenal fans, no, no, let's. <laughs> which in, which two? Well, this, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, <laughs> say, say, Walcott wants to play up front, and say that he's not a striker in any other. I don't know. Say he's like a Walt, a Defoe that doesn't finish slightly as well yeah. once you put him up front. I don't know. What's Maybe a
1: Defoe that doesn't
3: finish? Well, it's a small, a a small nippy striker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some sort of a, Giroud. When un, when when he's playing well, he's untouchable. You know, yeah. but as an Arsenal fan, I can totally appreciate that. I see, I'm a Celtic fan, so watching players like Samaras, we they can score yeah. those crappy, scrappy goals that, yeah. that, that, that get them by in the league. You can't get away with that in the Premier League. So Giroud never gets those the extra five or ten that he to make. To to make him go in that stri- And that's the difference. So it is but but they, those guys don't exist because mm. who what strikers are out there scoring 30 or 40 apart from maybe th- is it three in the world, four We're, in the world uh, that we've, are doing been, that?
2: we've been we've been with Tyrion Reed but we've had 121 chances this season. 121. We've only scored three goals. Um uh, we've had two two own goals obviously. I'm not going
1: to bother. it's under 2%
2: so I mean we've we've got real trouble converting chances, and we're creating more chances than when we had someone like Thierry Henry up there who could finish half chances. So it's, it's, look, we can't look, we can't complain. Everything's relative, and there's 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 at least eighty other clubs that would would love to be where we are. But I just think from an actual supporters point of view at Arsenal something just needs to change to I, make it a I bit know, more I, fun I
1: know you, I know you, you want you, obviously you want the, the, the zombie the, the actual sort of the zombie thing to actually happen and Arsenal going to be the first zombie and you have to shoot him in the head and then 20,000 other fans <laughs> got <laughs> it got <laughs> it oh, the, the, I've
2: the, seen people come along and just play on their iPads I've the, seen a woman but knitting but I've seen, I've seen, seen that the, turn up 20 minutes into the the it's
3: horrible but you yeah. know, I, I went to when I was living in Manchester I lived yeah. quite near Old Trafford I go to Games, and it's the same there. You know, this season tickets aren't held but the you know, Man United fans, and you yeah, know, and true. I have to be relative here. I, I thought they were fantastic, particularly fantastic away fans, but the stand you would never be surrounded by the same people two weeks no. in a row because those you know, those t- yeah, correct. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. that's you know, that's a massive source of income on, for the clubs. But on that's that broader
1: stroke, though, it, 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 let's go back to Al's point, though, because of course, you know, we can take Chelsea into account on this one here, and, and obviously Man City, who look like they're, they're the ones who did. Do business well and and, and have got off, hit the ground running. Martin, are we looking at a weaker league or we're an an equally stronger league to put it like that?
3: I think the teams that compete in the Premier League seem to be built to fight each other. They're almost like a kind of their own weight division. You know, As, yeah. soon, as, as soon as they they see they go and fight in Europe, they just realise like, oh, here we are. You know, it's kind of. A, I went to watch. My brother lives in Derby, and I went and watched Derby v uh, Leeds. And the way that those defenders played football was the way that it was played in League Two And I was playing. You know, it's like percentages. I'm not sure. I don't. I want the ball, so I'll just chip it down that channel there, <laughs> and they're chipping it to a lad that's on twenty grand a week, and he's not a bad player, but he's not built to deal with that. And then right. what happens is this kind of distilled version of that that goes into the Premier League, and then we bring in brilliant players to work around that. But then I don't know. We've kind of it's kind of its own hybrid. The Premier League. Uh, of, see,
1: I never thought we'd talk about it in these terms, but oh, and, and, but let's do it anyway. Is is the product struggling then? You know, already in, in this in this season. It li-
2: well, it lives it lives and dies by its, by the names of the big clubs, so it will have a, an international following for years and years. But I went to I went I actually went to a conference last week. At, it was actually at the Emirates, and uh, the conference itself was called betting on football. But a lot of the presentations weren't anything to do with that at all. <laughs> so um, one of them was given by um, the chairman of Bologna and a couple of guys from uh, AC Roma and uh, they were there and they were just talking about the way Italian football just never got hold of what had happened from 1990 World Cup through to the 10 years to year 2000 and they never got hold of that and now the whole thing's in decline there's no one in the stadiums Um, right, so the Italian
1: product that we all know from Italian and and obviously then Channel 4 and so so the, the exported showbiz yeah event that was Italian football
2: doesn't so 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 I think that there's a reminder that it can all go wrong very very quickly so um, uh, we are trading off the big names do people want to watch Leicester against Aston Villa maybe not but that was probably one of the best games of the weekend so um, you probably need you need those, those teams to actually be promoted a bit more abroad so that people look at it as a 20-team league rather than five. Okay,
1: right, so, the, so that's the product part of it. And, you know, and I think it's a good point. But let's look at, if we go more insular than mine on that, is it more interesting, a football league, because Leicester Villa will provide you with games? In other words, we've now got a strength in depth league.
3: I th- well, I think so. I think, I think those clubs are just well-run football clubs now. I think yeah. what it used to be was you'd have a manager that made every decision from top to bottom and that was kind of the part of the panto, you know, whereas now it's like you look at Southampton, Southampton aren't going to make a knee-jerk reaction and sack. None. you know, Ronald Koeman because of a few bad results or either way. It's, it's, they'll, they'll, he's a part of a bigger machine. So they'll put in systems at a club that's kind of best practice. So they'll look after the players to the best of their ability. They'll get the most out of them. They'll have the good fitness coaches, the right nutritionists, the right kind of protocol for away yeah. games. So when, you know, watch Leicester at their very peak, they will destroy anyone. But Leicester are going to have a tough time and Southampton will come back and teams like Stoke, you see Stoke, they're struggling at a minute, but you know they're not a bad they're not a bad football club.
1: I, I, although I do wonder whether it's worth Steve McLaren learning how to speak in the Geordie accent, no, though. <laughs> I, I, that, I, I, that one might be. I, uh, I yeah. don't
3: think that. Now, Newcastle are a perfect example of I don't think they're no, a well run football they're club. They're not a perfect example of anything. No, well, that's it. They're not. You watched them last night, and you're like, there was a kind of apathy when they went behind, and you just think that's not. Leicester wouldn't go down without that fight you know Wade Leicester went yeah. they went 2-0 down against yeah. West uh, Avila they didn't look I'd, like they'd uh, lost who, a fight who
1: stopped watching at 2-0 I did
3: well I was at I the was game gone. so I was at the oh, game then, so did stop
1: watching <laughs>
3: <laughs> I couldn't But
1: um, straight back to the bar Al
2: <laughs> few people did do that yeah, yeah I've got to remind them about that but um I I was sitting next to a Newcastle fan who said to me he said there's not one leader on that pitch there's no one out there that's going to go and grab someone by the scruff of the neck and say come on we need to do this we need to do Mm -hmm. that we need to fight a bit harder we need to go a bit stronger in the next tackle we need to Mm -hmm. just put an extra 5-10% in and some clubs haven't got that at all. Obviously,
1: I wasn't you know, the, the mighty hammers. I wasn't referring to that. I was talking about that that Leicester <laughs> Aston Villa game. But of course, you'd have been uh, you'd have been at West Ham. To see, uh, oh, a, sorry, I thought you no, meant two 0 no, last night. No, f- <laughs> no, no, feel free, no, no feel free to eulogise about yep. the, the mighty mighty hammers. Um, right, okay. I th- I, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on the league this year for this very reason because, in theory, you're going to have to argue that if there's eighteen. Okay teams It's better than having Just watching three Trying to To, to win the title Isn't it? Is, it? is that better?
2: I don't know actually what, I, what I, is,
1: What's the better version? I don't know what it is anymore I think the
2: better version Is is around sort of The, the 70s, 80s When I, I know Liverpool did dominate For a period Towards the end of the 80s But A long time ago that The, 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 the title Used to change hands I think it was Eight teams in 12 years was about the best between 72 and or 71 through to about 85 and that that for me is great yeah. you, I don't think we're ever going to get there again unless they introduced wait, wage caps won't work we've seen it in rugby it just won't work uh, Whatever you try to do to even it up, someone will find a loophole, that's why this FFP that Ar- Arsene Wenger was <laughs> hanging his hat on for five years didn't, didn't materialise. And right, now enough he's,
1: of enough of you he's looking for work another work for excuse. <laughs> but but pound, if there's pound for pound better football matches, and of course there's going to be, you're going to see four live ones a week or something like that. Isn't this a better league for that? You know, is, is that a better return for us? Probably more the Couch Potato fan then. I, t-
3: I think the Premier League are fantastically. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that. I think, um, you know, and when... Uh, I know Alan's talking about the 70s. I don't think the 70s was like. A- it's a good time to watch football nostalgically and through Rose-Culler's Spectrum. only expected. four. He done all his bloody gan on
2: him. Four, I wasn't born.
3: But it's not, it's certainly not... Oh dear
1: not, God, don't tell me that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's certainly not a period of time you'd, you'd compare to the, the quality. I'm, uh, I'm not saying, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, yeah. Not, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying quality, I'm, I'm just saying, but just it's
2: competitive nice nature, it's yeah. just nice to see, you know. Right,
1: but, and, uh, do, you mentioned all there, and uh, I'm going to throw this at you, Mike, particularly, because uh, Steve Girard, obviously his book's come out this week, and, there's a zillion quotes, not least of which is um, obviously um, a gashed penis. Um, okay, what? Which, which in <laughs> many cases, in, in in conversation, it can tend to be a good thing if you if you tend to use that vernacular. <laughs> uh, but we won't. We obviously, I don't want to go there. Um, I don't want to go there. Uh, and now, an image in my mind, which I certainly don't want to go there. I would have stayed the little boy said uh, if I was offered a coaching role. Um, we were looking um, for a new number two. Now this is, I think Rafa Benitez is the one that gets it in, you know, a lot of it in the book as someone that he didn't get on with. But that's an interesting quote from me because basically that was, I think it was mooted at the time. I think that was in the air, wasn't it? That there was, is there another role for Gerard there? But this is under Brendan Rogers, so he seemed to have left okay. But this book is telling a different story, isn't it? Quite literally.
3: Well, that that certainly points that I think. Um it's, it, it, with big football clubs like that, I mean, it's not always a number two role. Is it? It's like the gigs role where it's you're almost a kind of ambassador coach where you're, yes. you, you're not going to get shifted because you can get, you're part of the furniture. Yeah. But... It gives if the manager use you right, like so. Van Gaal at the minute is using gigs in a way that gives him kudos. So it's like, do you know what? If I'm sat next to him on the bench, having a bit of repartee, and this guy's yeah. involved in the decision making, it makes me a bit more a part of the fabric. I yes. would, I'd certainly do it. You know, what I mean, if I you, you see it as Is
1: that's savvy from Van Gaal. Do you think? Oh, we use that. Mean, so so, yeah. like, so he does that. So he's 65, yeah. been around the block a few times. Turns up in a new country. I know what I'll do. Yeah, I'll get him on side. I'll have I'll have arguably their best ever player
3: no absolutely and you look at and this' is phenomenal coaches out there I mean I've like I know I know we were slagging off Newcastle there but you look at um, Simpson on the bench Simpson was a manager in, in our leagues in League 1 and 2 all through yeah. my career phenomenal like uh, a studier of the game and great player that guy can read the games as well as Ryan Giggs and, and, and organise defence set pieces Ryan Giggs that, but Ryan Giggs is an ambassador for Manchester United Football Club and I would have him around but it's the way that he's used as a kind of a little bit of a pawn I don't know if Stephen would have played that role for Maybe uh, Rogers or Rogers could handle, uh, handle having that. And, he'll,
1: and there possibly lies the rub for me on mm. this one here. That's what's interesting to me is that where Van Gaal can see all of the benefits from being the kind of manager that Van Gaal was, I wonder if Rogers can see nothing but I'd, heartache.
2: I'd, I'd, I think we're focusing on the wrong two people here. I think it's the differences between Giggs and Gerard that make this a totally different. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Giggs, for. for <laughs> all his troubles and things like that. I just don't think he's the kind of person that's going to be in Van Gaal's face saying, I want to do this, I want to do that. I think he'll challenge him, but I don't think he'll be one to be screaming off to the press. Stephen Gerrard is a completely different kind of person. He's sort of, mm, he'd be in your face. Yeah, he'd point. be shouting on the sidelines. He wouldn't be happy holding a clipboard. He'd want to be, he'd want to be in the technical area screaming at people. He'd want to be on the pitch, whereas Giggs knows he's played out his career and Oh, he's got the medals to show for it as well.
1: Are, are they? Because um, he's not helped his team. I, I, I don't think. With, it. I mean, you know, the books never do. You know, it's never going to happen. But it was, you know, the timing. I suppose is, is if you just add that into there. There's issues with Liverpool, isn't there, though, Martin?
3: Absolutely, it's, it's a classic example of like the you know club that there's something there's something that's not been right in that place. For- quite a while and you feel sorry because I'm, I'm of the generation where all my mates are Liverpool fans you know and it's this and is
1: the bit that Alan misses where the dynasty period yeah. when no, bloody no, Liverpool no. won and bloody I, everything I, I didn't <laughs> miss
3: it at
2: all I was I was, I was was there when George <laughs> Graham gloriously dismantled it
3: <laughs> yeah but no and, and you know I respect I respect them fantastically as a football club I just it is, there's something not quite right there. And, it's, and, and the problem is, everything that they do seems to accentuate the errors within the club. Nothing seems to consolidate them or make them stronger. It mm. just seems to kind of weaken them a little bit. So I don't, I don't quite know how you would put that right. But it, it, in some ways, you look at Man United and they seem to be dismantling their own kind of uh, heritage in, this, in a similar way.
1: And that's, isn't it weird that you're actually, there's that, that, the thing mm. with Van Gaal. is that he, if he looks to his immediate left, and there's his success story. I kept Ryan Giggs on in a track suit so, who sits down and shuts up and, until I turn to him and ask him a question, and he, and he nods in agreement in a sort yeah. of Phil nil Graham-Taylor way. Meanwhile, everywhere else at Man United, it looks like carnies, doesn't it?
2: Well, I, our marketing team asked for a special bet at the weekend, and they said... Um, we, said, we want to offer th- th- nationality. Bet way of the the Betway team. Yeah. So, yeah. so, we want to offer the nationality of the first goal scorer in the game. So, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting bet because you, you, you may have had Rooney starting up front. So, there's an English goal. You've got a few Belgians on the pitch. Yeah. So, it's quite a, a fun bet, and we can pump it out to all our territories that we're, we've opened up in. So, anyway, I got the list of both squads with the first goal scorer prizes, started going through, and I realised that the teams weren't next to the players. I tell you what some of them I was like who do they who does he play for who does oh dear, who really? does he play for if someone had actually come up to me and said right, a million pounds to go through this list and get and nail every Thank single one I'd <laughs> for I I wouldn't know and and that you know, I, I used to do that, say, with Stoke and Leicester doing yeah, the pricing right, up there and yeah. go, oh, I'll just double check. Does that guy <laughs> play for Stoke or does he play for Leicester? Yeah. I'm doing it with the two biggest clubs in the world because mm. I honestly do not know. And and that's nothing to do with my sort of lack of watching or knowledge or, no. you know, I immerse myself in it day by day. It's because they have some anonymous players now and they're not yeah. as big as they were. And that really struck it home to me that I had to go through those squad players and say, I don't know who he yeah, is. Really? Is it it's your not number a soul, nine? It's not yeah. a soul scale where I go, yeah. He doesn't get on the pitch much. I know full well he plays for Man U because yeah. he popped up and scored an amazing goal the other week. These no, guys, no. not at all. I, get, I think uh, that it, illustrates it.
1: it I, I think it does. But but here's the other side of all of what we just talked about here. I, it, is I, I had this thing and it, at the weekend. It was... The, foot, the The season started at Man U, Liverpool, in the second half. The, everything had felt weird about the start of this football season to me. And then suddenly there was something there between two names that we know... Two names we can get our heads around. Not necessarily the individuals, as you say there are. But something needed to ignite this season. I felt that that did it. Or, or are you been happy with what you've seen thus far?
3: Um, I, I always find the first few games as kind of an anomaly. You know, I mean, you look at the league table now, it's, it's not yeah. how it's going to be at the end of the season. But but you're right, there's certain games that, that live in the memory of a season. You know, there's certainly something that that trigger that sort of little kind of muscle memory where you're like going that's where I remember something significantly happening and I'd say that you know Man United turning over their old rivals like that you know and certain players not turning up and and you look at you look at managers that could be the first could be one of the first casualties and I don't like talking like that and you know because you never want to see someone lose a job but at the same time you've got a guy that's kind of been been on the verge for a wee bit and, and, and Liverpool are kind of that, that kind of, I don't know. They just descended into something there, didn't they?
1: We can't pretend that it's not put. I mean, you'll know out from work. You, we can't pretend it's not put Rogers in the frame, can we?
2: No, Dick Advika obviously because Sunderland started so badly, overtook Rogers after the first couple of weeks, and it's so like, Rogers was favourite all summer yeah. to be the next one out because thinking that if they'd lost at Stoke with that first game, because obviously it was a reverse of the last game last season where. They 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 got beaten quite heavily, but I mean they they started there with a win, and then the pressure was off, and then Sunderland were appalling, and that's why Avocat came in to to a very short price, but then the pressure came back on him this weekend. But even Jose's in there at nine to two uh,
1: now. We'll talk about so, him, but I'm glad you mentioned the numbers there. And if you don't mind, I will now uh, uh, just point out that we've signed up with Labrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds. And uh, we've wrangled out of them uh, a fair few uh, options for you to take advantage of. You go to our Facebook and Twitter feed, and for starters, there's a free bet of up to £50. All you do is you click online and enter the promo code LAD50. That's how you get your Ladbrokes free bet there. And Al's giving away free information. God bless him. <laughs> Here for you to take advantage of and make some money with. I quite I'm, Again, in the, as you say there, the, the whole the start, it's a nominee, uh, Martin, as you point out. The fun bit for me at the moment is, uh, is to see if there's something in Mourinho that he can do that he's not had to do before. And, this was, and I watched the press conference today and he was laughing and joking and there was a look in his eye, which I've not seen before, in terms of it's, it's been all up until now. It's almost like, the, sort of like the, the veil had fallen away. And now we've got the real fella in front of us going, yeah, I, even I get this is a challenge. Yes,
3: definitely. Yeah. I would imagine it. It was kind of a look on his face turned into a slight twitch, like the police captain <laughs> in the uh, you know, inspector Cluso kind of yeah. thing, where he's just kind of slightly the mask slipping a little bit. I think, and he's always shown that under under pressure, he cracks in certain in certain ways, um, and and having the media on his side, the way that he courts them and the way that he, he, he gives them what they want a lot of the time. But, you know, at the same time, he's got a vicious tongue and, and, and a vicious act, of the way that he's dealt with things this season already. We've seen that. Um, but
1: and, do you think he's got something about him that can deal with the problems he's got with his football team? I mean, there's the point, isn't mm, it, really?
3: If you, but you, you he, he turns his team into people that are kind of, you know, physically... And, uh, I don't know, they, they're kind of mentally so strong that they'll, they'll grind teams into the dirt rather than kind of beat them in a way that you. win Man you were winning the league, year after year, they were winning in a way that kind of, by the end of the season, there was this kind of inevitability about them winning games. Right. At Chelsea, people don't turn up at Chelsea and think, I'm going to get beat. They just end up getting squeezed in a vice until there's no room left, you know, just constricted until there's nothing left of them. And then they get the points. Whereas Man United would just... Just tear you to shreds. Like like
1: yeah. yeah. so yeah. I, so yeah. I think Man
3: United didn't expend the right and everyone got to play in their own way of football. They would just kind of tear teams apart through the, their own natural ability. Chelsea seem to have done it through a willful act of violence against the other team, <laughs> which has caused them to win the games, one the, and they're delighted about it. But you know what? The season comes around so quickly after you've just won you've just gone twelve rounds or sixty rounds as yeah. they probably went last season. The season come around so quick. So if you've played on your on the balls of your feet and you're whipping in balls and you're beating teams four or five, or if you're happy grinding them into the dirt, but grinding them into the dirt takes a lot out of you. And there's a few of the lads on the pitch that look like they've. That's been
1: very f- interesting because and he knew this, didn't he? Because he gave them extended time off, didn't he? he yeah. and yeah. obviously, when you say violence, obviously you don't mean it's, it's not you know, it's it's not foul play. It's just this just in your face physicality that of yeah. course they use. And, because you mentioned this hour earlier, what's that phrase
2: you used earlier? I, I Regression to the mean.
1: <laughs> Please explain.
2: <laughs> well, we were talking about home wins, weren't we? So, yes. So uh, we were talking about how many home wins there had, had been, and we started off with the anomaly of lots of away winds and people were trying to base their theory around what they'd already seen, which is, uh, I'm going to go back to Twitter. It's because of, you know, Twitter. people People see something happen, and then try and cleverly construct a tweet that's just based on what's just happened rather than actually intelligently saying, oh, I think this might happen. So uh, the hindsight merchants were out on Twitter saying, oh, this is because teams are playing with a slightly different attitude away from home and we'll see more of these games this season. And the people that have been in the game and most people in the betting game that know the way this works just said no. Suddenly, it's just going to all swing back. And this weekend, it did six out of the 10 games were uh, a regression, home wins. I think you'll find, and to the mean, Alan, actually, if you me. And it was a regression me. to the mean. So we're up to about 31% home wins. That will rise to about 42 in the next six weeks. And it will stay there all season, regardless of what anyone thinks about stars of play or anything like that. I love, it when, like I love that. it when a beardy man like talks percentages <laughs> about football.
1: They are sexy, sexy football. <laughs> But the, the reason I asked you is because um, I was wondering, Alan, is there going to be a regression to the mean with Jose Mourinho? Uh, and, and, and now, I and, and now it works; it makes sense. Now. Yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. But the other thing as well, I'm mentioning about the, the, you know, someone says it on Twitter, must be true. This third season thing, Jose absolutely deconstructed that today. So someone has said, someone has tried to make a clever point that in his third season, he has trouble at clubs. And it's been repeated and then a few people have said it and then it's been on the radio and more and more people have said it. And now it just seems to be absolute fact that in the third season of any tenure at any club that he's been at, he's had trouble. So he had all the facts listed today in his third season at each club. (laughs) Two of them he didn't even get to a third season. So this has been mentioned. And in the other three, I think he won the Super Cup. Come second in the Champions League and missed out on the league by goal difference at one, and actually won the FA Cup and the Carling Cup at Chelsea. So there's been no third season syndrome whatsoever.
3: And was that, yeah, was someone that, has said
2: it. And was that the
3: narrative again? It was yeah, the yeah, Jose yeah. narrative yeah. they were yeah. trying to change yeah. <laughs> as we were using that yeah. word before. Yeah, yeah, we? yeah, but
1: it's apart from the facts though, Jose. Yeah. Why can't you ever win anything in your <laughs> this third season?
2: And this, and this again, you know. I, I spend far too much time on Twitter, but, but will he it's, a, fix it it's a bad, bad thing it for is that. A bad, it's a bad, bad place. But will he <laughs> yeah. fix it?
1: Will, yes. Will Murray... will. Maria, is yes, he is will. what he's got fixable? It, it,
2: he'll fix it to the extent where they will probably go at least to the last eight in the Champions League. If they take the FA Cup seriously, they'll go to the last four. The reserve team usually do okay in the Carling Cup and <laughs> or the Capital One Cup. And the problem he's got now is Man City's uh, head start that they've been given over Chelsea in the yeah. league. So what will happen is he'll probably finish five, six points away from them at the end of the season. They'll probably win the league. He'll finish five, six points away in second. Then the pressure will come on because people will just look at it very simplistically and say, we didn't win anything this season. When really, from this start to actually get to where I think he's going to go, they're going to have a good sort of five, six months and... It'll only be a problem for him if he if he has another two bad months. But then he won't get a chance. to In a weird change way, it.
1: It, might, it's, it will be just fun to watch Chelsea trying to. It, it's almost like saying, "Okay, we won it. Easy, no, I'll, we'll do it with one hand tied behind our back this year." So it'll be yeah. fun to watch well, the Alex, process. Alex Ferguson, occur, Alex Ferguson
2: it? did that three years ago yeah, with, yeah. with an appalling Manchester United team that everyone was writing off. They didn't have as bad a start as Chelsea have just done, but it was it was a bad start, and you know they went on and won the title with. I think if Ferguson had been manager of any of the five squads at the top of the league that season, they would have won. I think that was all to do with management. Yeah,
0: and interesting, yeah. they, were,
2: they were all very similar squads, and he just managed to, to make sure that his team just put it in every single week and, and ground it out. And, and, and you know, Marty says it, it has actually been ground out a few times. Maybe yeah. three of the last six titles have actually been ground out by teams. Wow.
1: We really have sucked the joy out of the Premier League. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm so pleased with what you said. But before we go, and, and I just want to point out, don't forget our Whistleblowers iPhone app is completely free. You get the podcast, you get videos, you get all the archives, you get BBC Telegraph and The Guardian. Just go to the whistleblowers.net uh, link and you can get all of that stuff. And, of course, us here. Um... But I thought the and, and just before obviously talk what you boys are up to in a moment's time. But before that, um, I want to talk about you know to one much-travelled striker journeyman uh, about another Rooney at fifty. <laughs> uh, he's a weird one, isn't he? he I, I don't know if he's a player out of his time. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where there's you know there's, there's, there's so much. Foreign competition to us to be excited about in the Premier League. Where do you put this fella now that he's kind of got that record under his belt? Footballers seem to absolutely adore him.
3: Yeah, we're never happy, are we? As as football fans now, Nothing will suffice. It's, there's a constant that, you know, it's a 24-7 analysis, um, comparisons. It's like, you know, I, I'd, I'd love some of these guys to face up against him. Or, you know, just to see what he's like on a week-to-week basis, yeah. what he's like on a training pitch, what he's like, what he was like when he's 15, what he's going to be like when he's 30, you know, the guys, he's, he's been a without serious major injury in his career. He's kind of, you know, he's driven, he's dealt with some of the most ridiculous issues on and off the pitch. And, mm. you know, and, and we, we're also a little bit critical of we expect too much of them as human beings uh beyond what's expected of a normal very, human being which
1: is the very unfair yeah. part of the whole and, yeah. and that,
3: again we'll go to the role model thing but ultimately i think um he's a yeah he's phenomenal he's got he's he's, he's kind of great. he's not the aesthetically pleased not a dennis Bergkamp. he's not right. a robin van Persie. but he's he's got that sort of british bulldog mentality which if i was if i was english i'd you know, I'd be all over him. Yeah. You know, you, I, I wish he, Henry Larson was Scottish, put it that way. Oh, you no, know, yeah, he well, would have been mine. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, He'd have played, right, you'd have been the nine, would he have been the mm-hmm. ten? Uh, is, that, is that how he if would feel I
3: was on the same pitch as that man <laughs> it must have been a testimonial <laughs> uh, or some kind of charity but is,
1: is that where he because of course this is the thing no one this is the kind of classic story or the cliche about him is that no one knows where he plays
3: well do you know what I mean like no one plays 4 for 2 anymore do they so what no. uh, you bang him up front with Duncan Ferguson 10 years ago or 15 years ago see now he'd done that yeah. you know it's like I don't, think, I don't think he needs to worry about where he plays. No. The, the biggest problem for me was when I, I used to go and watch Man United again say the same last year and, and um, there was just too many bodies where uh, he didn't get the ball. So he, he would get the ball and it'd be like, I'd have to give it to someone else. It was the same way Luke Shaw would have De Maria in front of him. Well, that stops Luke Shaw being a footballer. Uh, right. Uh, Falcao is in front of Rooney. Well, why is he in there? It's like stops... People are stopping each other being football players, and that's you can feel you know, it's too many too many cooks. So, I think I'm sure Alan sees it at Arsenal with some players.
2: <laughs> I was just about to say, you've described what our midfield's been like for a long, long time, mm. and uh, you know, you've got Ramsey stuck out wide just because there's too many cooks in the middle, and I think that affects teams mm. severely. I, d- uh, I don't know <laughs> when it's going to happen. I mean, maybe Mourinho does do it at Chelsea, but actually having people in their positions, don't play them out of position and get the best out of them. And if, if, you, if, you, if you're saying that, Manu last season, well, we've got Van Persie and we've got Rooney and we've got two strikers, either play four four two and give them both that yeah, role just play, or just play, play one top. of them. Yeah. Do not try and accommodate because yeah. that is something that has really hit played, him he hard. Left, he
1: played left wing. Yes, uh, hit him it, Disney, hit him yeah, it's hitting hard. It's hitting hard.
2: And again, this rush to judgment, people will see a bad game from him. They'll be straight there, go, hey, he's not as good as Bobby Charlton. Well, did you watch every one of Bobby Charlton's games? Because <laughs> I don't think they exist anywhere on any archive. So unless you followed him around, for, for 12 years You probably didn't see nah, Every one of Bobby Charlton's yeah, games So He probably had A hundred stinkers You know <laughs> in, in the first five years and he, his, and, he also, and he
1: also Wasn't a centre forward He wore number nine But played in uh, A weird Alf Ramsey setup, Which meant that he Wasn't a natural Striker either So the comparison He's also moot it, yeah. <laughs> yeah So is. there's that as well isn't there? Um, Right lads We've got to pack it in Before we go though We should point out That of course You know Our much travelled striker uh, Martin Grittany he's, uh, he's working in the a much more competitive, nasty,
3: and violent field now, aren't you? I oh, know. Pi, it's much. <laughs> Pi is, is you know, it's a hotbed compared to the the football conference and the league Two and you know. So what you
1: got coming up, and is, anything we should keep an eye
3: out. Well, well again, as we were speaking about earlier, just before the show, um, the the rugby world cup has been interesting for us. We've got a couple of interesting uh, clients and, and various things going on there, and um, no, it's it's been a good education for me, and you know. Uh, Kind of still learning everything can from uh, you guys.
1: And do and, you know what's great about that is? I'm glad you're because because Al, you too, uh, 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 in, in sort of like embourning yourself within the joys of rugby, aren't you? Yes,
2: I am indeed. Yeah, <laughs> I rushed straight from a Q and A with Mike Tindall uh, in our offices to to come down here. So uh, so I've tell had us to, then. I've right, come
1: to... on. We, we're here now. You, we everyone loves rugby. We know that. <laughs> I actually was just going to leave a (laughs) silence there, but I thought your laughter said much more than that would have done. silent laugh. Give us something to hang on to that we give two tosses about in terms of rugby. (laughs) Really? Perhaps Uh, make a pound note. I don't know. What what have you concluded from that conversation?
2: Well, Martin won't like this, but Samoa to actually come out of their group seems to be the best tip. (laughs) So that will mean at the expense of Scotland.
3: Okay. Oh, well just give me a good bet to put on Alan I'll, uh, and, t- it'll so it'll Samo- it'll Samoa to, to come out it'll Samoa Sweden to field. come out of the group
1: it's almost like Martin cares more about the money <laughs> than the
2: Scotland
1: says, Scotland's success uh, of the rugby world <laughs> cup isn't that weird isn't that weird uh, Al Martin thanks for so the Cheers, mate. was the whistleblowers
0: this show is brought to you in association with labbrooks for all your betting needs with a new site design and great prices it's our preferred bookie new members can get a free match bet up to 50 pounds when you sign up and use the code lad50 check on site for details at labbrooks.com this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at the whistleblowers.net sports
3: social podcast network